Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Let's go, girls. had a lot of time for Shania Twain. You know, her parents were in the uh, reforestation industry back in the day. Yes, they ran a tree planting company. Fortunately, the uh, family had to deal with a little bit of tragedy there. International Women's Day. Bob Stauffer with you at Rogers Place. You haven't known the Maple Leafs in town tomorrow, so the entire focus of the hockey world will indeed be in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now, and every Friday on the show, courtesy of our friends at River Cree Resort and Casino, one of the most plugged-in men in the business and all-around good guy, Elliot Friedman, joins us from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Hockey Night in Canada. Hi, Elliot. How are you? Bob, I'm doing well. That's a very nice introduction. It might actually be true, but I really appreciate it. Well, like, you know, Gene Principe is a really nice guy. You're a really nice Yes, guy. he is. There's some other guys out there whose names shall remain nameless, and I look at one in the mirror every day that maybe on the wrong day has a little bit of bite. Which is not to say that you don't have a little bit of bite, too. But uh, just because I personally wanted to fight Matthew Kachuk earlier this season, just kidding. We're well past it. Uh, no offense, Bob. You would have lost that one. You know you what? You would have lost that one. I, I have a theory, right? Broadcasters can go broadcasters. Coaches can go coaches. Players go coaches. Or players go players. How's that? Is that fair? Yes. You know, I, I got I got to tell you, like, there was one time earlier in my career, I'm not going to say who the player was. He was so angry about something that I said or reported. He says, I'm going to kill you. And I said, look, if you want to go, we can go. And he looked at me and said, I would destroy you. And I said to him, yes, you would. But I would just want to get that one shot in to say I did it. And I was really young at the time, so I was really stupid. I, I don't know if I would say this now. And the guy was, like, laughing. He started laughing. It broke the tension. He goes, 
that's pretty good. Like, that's a good way of thinking. I don't think I would fight you under those circumstances. And it got us into a situation where we sorted everything out. But that's the last time anything like that ever happened full, to me. Full but di- yes. that's it. And as you know, full disclosure, I would have loved if Matthew Kachuk would have been an Evans owner because he is a player. Right. Absolutely. But absolutely. The, the one game, I mean, some of the antics and the guy is the master of gamesmanship. And I'm half joking, but I can tell you right now, the guys I grew up playing with, if if a guy like that on the other team did stuff like that, he wasn't finishing the game. Someone was. Yeah, a different game now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I was a little bit lippy. And once in a while, you know, you looked at uh, Mark Tenorti the wrong way. You got drilled. That's just kind of how it happened, right? So you know, Bob, I find it very hard to believe that you could have been Lippy. Uh, well, I, I have, uh, you know, I, I've really sort of matured over the years. <laughs> Try to get to a higher moral plane. Never engage in yeah. Twitter fights with anybody because that doesn't do anybody nope. any good, right? Not worth it. Yep. And if, if I do slide a little passive aggressive shot some way, it's often with a little bit of. Uh, uh, laughter and sensitivity as well. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, the, the Maple Leafs are here. The Edmonton Oilers, Elliot, have won four straight games. They're 6 1 and 2 yep. in their last nine. Uh, since the Oilers have traded Cam Talbot, Miko Koskins above a 920 save percentage. They've got their defense back. And that's the one thing about the criticism, much of it warranted on Peter Shirelli. But he got bad luck on the Andre Secra, the second injury on yep. Secra. And the yep. Oilers finally have their defense healthy. They went 6-12-3 when Clefbaum wasn't in the lineup, and Chris Russell missed a bunch of those games. They didn't have Sekra back as well, and they didn't rush any of their younger prospects. They brought Caleb Jones up. They didn't bring up Laguson, who maybe could have been an option instead of making a deal for a guy like Manning. But, you know, I, I it, it's interesting because the fans are sitting, some fans text, and maybe some of them are just trolls. The, the wins need be nothing. They should just lose and get the best possible pick. I don't. You can't tell the team that. You can't tell the players that. And the fact is, I think we're starting to see closer to what this team actually, in theory, is because their defense is healthier. You know, first of all, I don't believe in the whole lose to get the best player thing because the lottery really sometimes prevents that from happening. For every team that has had, you know, great lottery luck, like the Oilers or the Toronto Maple Leafs, there are teams like Vancouver and Arizona that have been clobbered by the lottery. Um, you know, Vancouver never does well in the lottery, even though at times they've had a terrible record. The year you guys got Connor McDavid, Arizona and Buffalo had the worst records, and Arizona dropped the third pick, and it, and it altered their franchise in a, in a bad way. Um, you know, that's so you can't – it's easy to say let's tank, but the lottery is a – fickle mistress and you you really as many teams have been helped by the lottery have been hurt by the lottery so I never agree with that you know the one thing I, I do agree with is that your team looks a lot different with Sekera there your team looks a lot different with Clefbaum there and you know finally we're seeing a situation where Dreisaitl looks very comfortable uh, doing his own line and you know, I got to tell you, the other one that I'm really curious about, and you hope that this is for real and not just an empty calorie end of season special run. Boy, if you guys could ever turn Cassian consistently into what he is right now, 
that could be a huge player for you. Yeah, see, I mean, Cassian's performing right now. I mean, he's got 10 goals over the last 22 games, right? So yeah. I think if you're counting on more than 12 to 15 goals a year for Zach Cassian, I, I mean, he's never he's never had more than 15 in his career. So what would make you think that he could do that on a year-in, year-out basis? But it's interesting because I had lots of guys, Elliot, tell me in the fall, why does Todd never give Cassian a chance in the top six, ever? Why has he not... Well, that- Right, and that's, that's the thing about I understand that, but that's the thing about about Cassian is you know he's got all the gifts, like all the teams that have had him, you know whether it's been Buffalo, whether it's been Vancouver, you know you guys, it's always been that you know he has you look at his ability and what he can have, and it's impressive, you know even though we're going away mostly from that kind of hockey big physical people who can play the game make huge differences. Everybody out there is looking for their version of Tom Wilson. And it's not a coincidence it's because he's a factor, because he can play. And you're right, Cassian's never done it with more than 15 goals. But, you know, you're always going to look at a guy like that and say, boy, if, if this is where he really is going, um, He's he could be a difference maker. I think the thing is, you're, you're wondering, can you teach, you know, put, can you put new spots on a leopard? That's the question. I just watch this and I say, you know, geez, what what his career would have been like if he was like this more often? Well, he's been given that chance. He's made the most of it. He can skate. He gets in on the forecheck. The one thing that surprised me is has been a, he, he's had two one-time goals here in the last. Uh, four games, and those were not yep. easy pickups, and they're hard passes, and the best guys pass hard, as you know, and, yep. uh, you know, he's always wanted that opportunity. He, uh, he along with Miko Koskinen, have been the two players that have benefited the most from Ken Hitchcock coming in as head coach, uh, because clearly Talbot was uh, Todd McClellan's guy, and rightfully so, after what happened in 16-17, and Cassie yep. couldn't, get, couldn't get in the top six, so... Uh, now, that said, the owners are 6-1-2. and two. They've beaten some teams that they should have beaten. They get the Maple Leafs, and the Maple Leafs are a, a, a quick, fast team, and they were, in, you know, not embarrassed, but I think they're going to come in a little bit peeved off after how they blew that Well, they were embarrassed. I think that's fair to say that they were embarrassed. Yeah. Yes, in Toronto. And, you know, I mean, look, like, absolutely, they should come in in an ornery mood against Toronto. No, no, I'm saying and, Toronto's ornery after blowing the oh. In Vancouver. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure that's true. And they stayed in Vancouver for two days. I guess they practiced there today and they're coming in uh, this afternoon. Um, that I, I saw after seeing Specs pictures of Edmonton, I don't blame them for staying in Vancouver. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're really disappointed. And But no, but I think Edmonton was embarrassed by these guys two oh, weeks yeah. ago. Oh yeah, no question. And I, the, the Oilers should be ornery when they play these guys tomorrow. It's, you know, you... you you don't ever want anyone to beat you like that and toy and laugh at you like they did, like Toronto kind of did. Yeah, well, Koskinen, I mean, he had a, he gave up two tough ones in the course of that game and got him down for one of yep. the others. Just, but the, the Maple Leafs dissected Edmonton with stretch passes, deployed their speed. Let me ask you this, Elliot, because you're in Toronto, yep. and a lot of the focus yep. is on the Maple Leafs because you have to play to the national audience. Um, I don't think it would be the greatest coaching job of all time for Mike Babcock if he got the Leafs past Boston and Tampa. Is that realistic, though, to get past those two teams for the Leafs? Because clearly that's who they're going to have to play. 
Yeah, you know, realistic, sure. I mean, it's realistic, but is it likely? Like, you know, like honestly, uh, Bob, like uh, I really like Boston. You know, someone said to me this week, "Who's your kind of stealth Stanley Cup pick?" And you know, I don't know if Boston really counts as a stealth team because they're one of the best teams in the NHL. But you know, I, I kind of look at them, and I really like what they added at the deadline. I know Johansson's hurt, and I know Pasternak is is injured right now. But I think they're I think they're really good. I think I think Rask has really come on after a rough start to the year. And you know, anytime you lose your number one, if anything happens to him, Halak is probably one of the better backups in the league. I, I don't know. I really like the Bruins. I think that's. I think they're really good. I, it, you know, it is amazing though. Boston's got a point in 18 games, consecutive games, and before last night, they had gained exactly zero points on Tampa in that stretch. That's amazing. Now they got it up to two. Yeah, now they got it up to two because they they won and and Tampa got shut out last night by many. But I, I you know, I, you know, I think. Look, I, I think there are a lot of good teams there, and a lot of things can happen in a playoff series. Toronto's not going in as the favorite against either Boston or Tampa right now. Could they do it? Yeah. Is, is it an upset if they do it? Yeah. I'll tell you this, though. That Boston team, I, I really like them. I, I think they're really good. I think that, you know, I was looking today or last night, Patrice Bergeron in his career has never, ever received a first or second place heart trophy vote like is he the most underappreciated great player of his generation well i wouldn't want to see those guys at all well he's uh you know he's sitting there they played 51 games this year he's got 62 points he's plus 20 elliot freeman joining us from nhl hockey and rogers bob stoffer with you on uh oilers now and yes for the record the greatest coaching job mike babcock ever did was with the university of lethbridge back in 1994 i covered that at that CIS final, or really? CIAU final at the time. Yes, I was. I was a year out of school, and I remember he had Jared Zakuski, and nobody could touch him that year. Oh, he could fly. That guy. Yeah, he was a good player. He was a good player, uh, but he. I mean, he inherited a, a, You know, basically the same team that missed the playoffs the year before and won a national title. He's a hell of a coach. He knows he's a hell of a coach, but he's a hell of a coach. Uh, we're joined by. Yes, Elliot. he is a hell of a coach. We're joined by Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Elliot, what was the biggest takeaway from the uh, GM's uh, meetings? You know, I mean, I got to tell you, I, you know, from an Edmonton point of view, I watched Bob Nicholson there at work, and every time I turned around, he was meeting with somebody else. He was talking to everybody he could talk to. Now, you know, obviously when you're asking about the GM meetings, you're asking about, okay, the rules and stuff like that. I have to tell you that, uh, like, Nicholson, yes, he participated in the breakout groups, and I'm sure he gave his opinion. But I think what stood out for me in a lot of ways was how he was talking to anybody he could possibly talk to. What's your advice? What would you do if you were me? What do you see? He was there to get information, and I believe he got a lot of information. And I was really interested, and I had a chance to speak to him for a couple minutes about it. And, you know, first of all, I think one of the things that's most interesting is, Bob, I think that a lot of people who know him 
kind of expected he might move on, maybe go after uh, the the top hockey position of the Double IHF. Uh, he's not. Go- he's not. Um, he indicated to me when I asked him that it's the wrong message to send. That he wants to be part of the of fixing it there in Edmonton, and he is staying to to do that. He's going to lead the search. I think the other thing is that I think he has been really impressed with the way Keith Gretzky has handled things there. Um, you know. I think the one thing that Edmonton needs right now is they need quiet. And I think that's the same thing as Ottawa. What you really need to do in those markets right now is bore people. Not a lot of news. Um, let's just not have any craziness. And I don't, I, you know, I think Keith Gretzky will be interviewed. I don't know if he's going to be the next GM. I think Nicholson has a long, long list. But, and this is my opinion, not anything that Nicholson told me, but my opinion is is that if he decides for a really senior person, like let's just say for argument's sake, like he says to Ken Holland, would you be interested in coming to Edmonton if Iserman goes back to Detroit? Would, would you, like, would, could something be set up where Keith Gretzky stays on and learns from somebody like that. I think he's. I think he's got a lot of different ideas in play. I don't think he knows what who the guy is going to be at this point in time. But I think he's kind of looking at it like, you know, Keith Gretzky has done a good job of stabilizing here. And is there a way he can be part of what we do going forward if he's not the guy? So. Those were two things that really stood out to me at the GM meetings was the amount of research Nicholson was doing, the respect he has for Gretzky and the way he's handled things, and also that I think a lot of us kind of wondered if he would leave, and he said to me uh, he's not going to leave. All right, three things for you, Elliot. Uh, Number one, I thought uh, it's been my impression, and I've done a little bit of digging here, Elliot, that in the final few months – the the Oilers hockey operations side was fractured. Yeah. And part of the reason why it was fractured is it was really exclusive. And in the sense that Peter Shirelli uh, doubled down on Peter Shirelli, similar to what happened with Ron Hextall in Philadelphia. I think that's true. Okay. From the sense I get, yes. Okay. So some people have said, what about Ron Hextall? I don't see Ron Hextall. I know last night on the Vancouver TV broadcast, uh, you know, Mark Spector brought up the name Mike Gillis. I would be stunned if it was Mike Gillis. Okay. You know what, though? I got to tell you, Bob. I know lots of people. I know lots of people like him. No, no, no. no. Listen listen to what I have to say. I, I think that if I was Edmonton, I would interview him. And the re- at the very least, the reason I would interview Mike Gillis is this. I think what the Oilers need, even if they keep everybody, you still need to bring in people who have different ideas. Like, let's just say, for argument's sake, you decide that Keith Gretzky is going to be your next general manager, okay? I would say, okay, we can do that, but we also have to go out and get other people, at I, least I don't, two I don't people, disagree. I don't dis- from other... I don't uh, disagree so anyway, with My that. point is, 
is, Bob, is that Mike Gillis, when he went to Vancouver, he brought in a lot of different ideas. Sure he did. And Vancouver had some of their greatest success ever. No question. I think the Oilers have to be open to that. What are some other things out there that are being done that we're not necessarily looking at? All right, Elliot, I was I was going to go to part three after the comment on Hextall and Gillis. And part three is, this. so I talked about the fact that I believe that the hockey offside was fractured to the end, that Shirelli doubled down at, uh, on sort of who he was, and then parlayed that into Hextall. Wanted to briefly hit on Gillis because I hadn't talked about it earlier in the show. I think that Keith Gretzky has has done a good job of gluing the team back together to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. here's the whammy for all those guys that we have hardcore analytics types that listen to the show. The one thing I've learned with Keith Gretzky over the last three years. Remember, he did not come to the Oilers until August of 2016. After the 2016 draft, his final first round pick for Boston was Charlie McAvoy. Keith Gretzky knows what he doesn't know. And I've repeatedly stated on the show that the Oilers, uh, one of the things that the Maple Leafs have on other organizations in the league is they are financially invested in analytics and financially invested in sports science. And those are two of the things that the Vancouver Canucks did well under Mike Gillis. I will concede that. I just don't see Gillis as being a fit here. But the principles of what you're suggesting, absolutely, that has to improve in Edmonton. I agree. Well, that makes for crappy radio that we're agreeing this much. Hey, Western Ontario plays Carleton for the play-in game uh, for OUA3. So we want... Oh, really? Yes, we want Western to win because guess who Western would play next week in Lethbridge at the University Cup? Alberta? Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'll tell you this. I, I will be... If that happens, Bob, I'm on record right now. Even though you should give me goals... I will enter a wager with you. You name your price. I won't ask for goals. I'll just do it straight up because I'm a really nice guy. But if if Western Alberta play, even though you, you're you're what number one in the country and we'd be a playing team and you'd have the home ice advantage, I will bet on the Purple Satan. I will tell you this: Ian Herbers is scratching. 40-goal, 90-point players out of the Western Hockey League. That's how deep his team is this year. Uh, they are 24-1-1 in their last 26 games. Is that good? They're they're out shooting teams on average 45-22. to 22. Okay, I, I'm, I'll, I'll ride the Purple Satan. That's what I'll Why do they call you guys the Purple Satan? That's what every, every other school in Ontario used to call us that. Like they, that was their nickname. That, that was what they ripped us with. Uh oh, the purple Satan is here. Kevin Quinn is a Western Ontario Mustang as well, right? Did is you? he? I didn't know that. Yes, he's of a slightly older uh, vintage. I always said he was a genius. Well, he's uh, he's one of the guys that uh, left Scarborough with a positive reputation. <laughs> There's not too many of those. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Holy cow. Hey, Elliot, thanks for your time, man. Take care. All right, Bob. Have yourself a great weekend. Buddy. You bet. From the River Creek Resort and Casino, uh, that's who sponsors Elliot Friedman's hits every, what day is it today? It's Friday on Oilers Now. We'll tell you the guests of the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers Now sent you. And this fall, you got a chance. Who would want to go to Italy and Greece this fall on a spectacular 16-day holiday? 
nine-day tour of Italy. You visit Rome, Florence, and Venice, daily guided tours, and then you're on the NCL cruise lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise. Check it out at uh, New West Travel. It includes the Valley Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Visit newwesttravel.com. 50% sold out. It is 12.56 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.